On this episode of Out of Bounds with Dylan James, we talk about the NBA and NHL free agency period. We talk about the NFL coming up in a few weeks. And we also talk about the return of college football in only eight short weeks. We also have our segments, which include the football recap of the week, where I preview the U.S. Women's World Cup final against the Netherlands. We have miscellaneous news, winners and losers, and our final thoughts. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the 4th of July festivities. This is Out of Bounds with Dylan James. Episode 67 here on Out of Bounds. JT's across the table from me as always. I'm Dylan. Nothing's really changed. I mean, we're we're the same people. Same table. Same apartment we're recording in. But you know what has changed? NHL, NBA, NFL... A lot of free agency stuff going on. We're going to be breaking down every single piece of it here on the show today. And um, let, let's just say, what do you think about your free agency with the NHL, at least? The Capitals. How's it look? Well, we've been very quiet, Dylan. But like I said, the Capitals, we got a lot of money locked up to Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Holpe, Tom Wilson. We got a lot of players. Carlson, you know, we got a lot of players locked in long-term deals so we don't have a lot of wiggle room you know when we have to let players go so it's tough but caps you know getting a little smaller on the free agency sale but we're still gonna be competitive going up uh we just got Richard Panique he used to play for the uh Tampa Bay Lightning back when they were had their cup run he was with Arizona recently had 14 goals this past season so we brought him in so he's been our big signing so far but I don't expect too much but compared to the NBA, there's been a lot of movement in the NBA. There has been. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But welcome back, guys. Uh, JT and Dylan back again. Hope everybody had a safe 4th of July yeah. week. Uh, Dylan, how many hot dogs did you had on 4th of July? I did not have 71 like Joey Chestnut <laughs> did for the hot dog eating contest this year. Um, however, I did have a few. I had three or four, I think. So what about you? No, I just had two, man. I, had, I loaded with the chili and... Uh, the onions, you know, and I had chips, but my, my managers at work, they were like, JT said, you dropped off all the food, the offsides, we're going to load it up. So they gave me like two hot dogs, chips. They gave me a cherry pie, soda, all this good stuff. Where'd you get cherry pie from? First they of all, they had two pies. First they had of all, cherry okay. pie and they had apple pie. This is a debate here. I'm going to put it on the Twitter uh, page for OOB. So at OOB podcast, which dessert pie is more American, cherry pie or apple pie? Come because, on, come on, cherry. apple pie. No. Re- Cherry's red, no. man. Apple pie red, is white, where blue. it's at. That's the American dream right there. In a piece of pie, it's apple pie. That's America right there. That screams America to me. As we drink our Kona uh, Big Wave and our Kona Longboard here. <laughs> Great. Great Hawaiian beer. Um, it's hot out there in Florida It is right hot now. out there. You have to have a beer to cool yourself off. So... No, we're having that debate, though. I'll put it on as a poll on the um, podcast Twitter page. So go on OOB Podcast after the show and uh, vote for your most American pie, either cherry pie or apple pie. But I agree to disagree, I guess. Um, I, I think apple pie is better. You think cherry pie. But we'll find out from the uh, the listening audience to see 
Who's better? Which one's better? I think the apple pie will win. Anyway, um, how was your week besides 4th of July? I was pretty busy. I had to work a lot, but I did not have school this week. I was on my school summer break for one week, so I didn't have to worry about doing anything sports casting related at full sale, but catch up on a lot of work, got some hours. I finally moved to my new apartment, Abaco Key, so I'm all settled there. Me and Jeremiah get a little good time and playing each other on FIFA, so that's nice, catching up with him, and yeah, man, getting excited for long summer days of hot weather, but you know, cooling off in the pool a bit and having a nice spirit every once in a while. So looking forward to it, man, before we get to the fall and we start cooling off a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. It's not going to happen anytime soon, though. So, Hey, man, we're just getting close to the football. Once the World Cup is over, that's really what I'm waiting for. Exactly. So speaking of school, I actually got accepted into the UCF program for hospitality and tourism management. It's a master's program. It's starting up in August, so I'm actually starting school, too. Congrats fully, on that. Thank you so much. Fully funded by Disney, by the way, with the Disney Aspire program. Absolutely incredible program. Um, they're spending millions of dollars for cast members to go back to school to get their bachelor's degree, associate's degree, master's degree, certificates, all sorts of programs there. So Disney Aspire is doing some great things uh, for their cast members, which is great. So I actually was able to capitalize on that before my temporary assignment kicked in as a leader in New Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom. I'll be there for eight weeks in the Emerging Leaders Program, which is an accelerated development program for leaders in the company. So I'll be away from DVC for quite some time, um, and I'm not sure if I'll go back yet. So we'll find out what happens at the end of the program, but I'll be doing that. So that's what's been going on with me. That's why we haven't done a show in about a month. It's, it's actually exactly a month today was our last show, so thanks for continuing to listen to us. Uh, hopefully we'll have some some more frequent episodes um, coming up, but it's just been crazy in the lives of JT and Dylan, which it always is. So we're still trying to figure out the best schedule for both of us yeah man with your job opportunities we'll figure it out but don't worry guys out of balance is not going anywhere we will always be here to catch up on the latest sports news yes so let's kick right into the show let's talk about some nba free agency um so some big news this morning jt your phone was blowing up i was watching on tv on espn all day and i'm not even steve a smith why is my phone blowing up about Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> well, I mean, San Antonio, Kawhi. I mean, you guys, yeah. you still have a connection with Kawhi. Yes, and we do. He was a fantastic player in San Antonio. He was a fantastic player with the Toronto Raptors, which they won the championship last year, or this year, I guess you could say still, um, which is great for them. But Kawhi decided to say goodbye, Toronto, and head on down to Los Angeles, not with the Lakers, though, but with the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, Dylan, and this is huge news. Because it's a huge domino. We talked about Kevin Durant earlier in the week, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we thought that was big news, what he decided to do. But Kawhi Leonard, that was the major domino waiting to fall. And from what I've heard, seeing on social media, watching ESPN a bit this morning, see what was going on, a lot of people in Toronto felt that he was going to leave. And then he made up his mind once both LA teams were recruiting him hard that he decided to go to Los Angeles. I think the other issue with Toronto was they could bring Kawhi back, but there there's no way they were going to bring another all-star, which he wanted. And with the wrinkle with not only Kawhi Leonard, but they also got Paul George. Now, we didn't know anything. No, we didn't hear anything about this till this morning about Paul George. So what they said with Paul George was initially Kawhi had talked to Kevin Durant to see if he would team up with him with the Clippers. 
Kevin Durant said no. So he decided, let me talk to my friend Paul George, see if we can make things happen. And apparently Paul George talked to Oklahoma City to force a trade, which stunned Oklahoma City. They were not expecting that. And then they decided, you know, we got to get the best deal. So either the Clippers or Toronto. Toronto didn't have the draft picks. The Clippers did. So you know what? The Clippers for barely making the playoffs and trading Tobias Harris a few years ago and Blake Griffin getting rid of Paul, uh, Chris Paul, getting all these draft picks in return. And, hey, it's worked out for them. So they decided to send their whole future into the Oklahoma City Thunder of draft picks to get Kawhi Leonard. And, hey, man, I don't blame him. I would have done the same thing. You're getting – I mean, of course, he played for my Spurs, but I know what you're getting. You're getting a solid NBA player. You're getting a two-time MVP Finals MVP for two teams, the Spurs and the Raptors, and he's been one of the top defensive NBA players in the league. Getting Paul George, I mean, that's great as well because now you're going to have him in there as well. Very defensive lineup, and of course, Patrick Beverly, he's still there for the Clippers as well. The Lakers, I know they're probably a little bummed, but to me, I felt this was the best decision for the Lakers that he didn't go because... They've tried to free up Anthony Davis for like $4 million to get to that cap $32 million to sign Kawhi. But if they sign Kawhi, Dylan, you got three all-stars and no bench. True. And the Lakers, we already saw what happened when LeBron went down last year. They they struggled. So if anything happens to Kawhi or, or LeBron or Anthony Davis, the Lakers aren't going anywhere. So the Lakers use that money to uh, get some players. So... The news was announced that they got Rajon Rondo, so they're bringing him back. And they also signed Boogie Cousins from the Warriors, so they got him in as well. So now they got some money to fill out that bench for the Lakers. So, I mean, Dylan, the the Battle of Los Angeles is going to be really heating up this upcoming season because the Clippers and the Lakers, Dylan, are going to be literally neck and neck. And I checked the uh, Vegas odds for winning the title this year or next season so the Clippers are now the favorites which I find hard to believe but they have them as the favorites to win the 2020 NBA title at 5-2 to two. the Lakers are sitting at 3-1 to one. the Bucks the Milwaukee Bucks are 5-1 to one. the 76ers are 8-1 to one. and the Warriors who gone to 5 straight finals have dropped to 12 to 1. Well, they lost their whole team. Basically, they, ha- they, they have did, Steph yes. Curry and they have Klay Thompson. Pretty much. And that's pretty much who they have. Don't they have um, uh, Livingston still? Yeah, he's still there, as far as I know. Okay. But they lost Iguodala. They lost DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, KD, of course, is gone now. So the Warriors, I mean, this is a bummer for them because they're moving to San Francisco. They're going to the Chase. Center, the new arena. Yeah, they're opening yeah. Like next year in San Francisco, across the bay from Oakland. So they're gonna be little lights. And the West is stacked, man. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. and you talk about Kawhi Leonard too, going over to the Clippers. You know, Kawhi was only one of three players in NBA history to have an NBA Finals MVP on two different teams. You know who they, the other players were? LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Those are the only two players. And now he has the chance to get a third, third. NFL uh, NBA MVP in the finals with the Clippers, with a third different team. Um, that would just be an incredible feat there. And, I mean, 
I I wouldn't cast it out of the realm of possibility because it's Kawhi Leonard we're talking about here. He is one of the most polarizing players in the league right now, um, and he's just he's on a tear. So we'll see what he can do with the Clippers next season. And with Paul George being there right next to him, um, I expect some big things from Los Angeles next year, and not with the Lakers, but with the Clippers. All right, Dylan, so let's talk about the NBA Summer League that just started uh, yesterday. It's going on until Monday, July 15th. Zion Williamson made his debut last night, and he did very well. He was very good against the New Orleans, for the New Orleans Pelicans, and he was facing off against R.J. Barrett, who was picked by the New York Knicks. So a very solid game. Unfortunately, the game got postponed because of the 7.1 magnitude earthquake that happened in Southern California yesterday. So they had to suspend the game and call it off. And unfortunately for Zion Williamson, he bruised his left knee, so he's going to miss the rest of the tournament for the summer. But they're gonna, the Pelicans are going to have him rested, ready to go by the time the season starts. And for the summer league, we're going to see a lot of these young free agents and that are haven't had a team yet and draft picks get playing time and scout them out and see where they might end up and try to make a roster somewhere. Um, and we'll just see how it goes. My Spurs, they played the Magic last night. We lost, but, you know, the Spurs are young roster, mostly the G League team from Austin. So we'll see how they'll do as well. And let's see. So let's talk about how the free agency has been affecting everybody. So Dylan, of course, your Memphis Grizzlies made some news because they acquired Andre Iguodala. They could, yes, Iguodala, excuse me. <laughs> Tongue twisting there. So <laughs> the last I heard was they're considering buying out his contract and they're looking for trade options as far as moving him. So what kind of assets are the Memphis Grizzlies trying to get for Iguodala? I mean, I think trade stock is what they're looking for. They also have Dwight Howard, though, right now as well. Yeah, they I thought they just released too. him, didn't they? They were going to release him or trade him if they could. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on what they got for him. Um, I'm sure that it was probably just a release. I don't I don't know why we took him in the first place. Anyway, though, we got him from the Washington, Washington Wizards. Um, we got Dwight Howard. So, I mean, at this point, I think Memphis is just trying to trying to figure out some sort of future plans, um, trying to make it to where it, it looks a bit better than it does right now. Um, you know, you can only do so much with the players you have. And Memphis, they had a few years where they they could have taken – they could have gone to the playoffs and actually made a, a deep run. Um, but then there were just a few things that they did wrong or or uh, the players they have just weren't up to the potential they should have been or they just were injured or whatever. Um but I think that Memphis can do some good things. It just depends on what they get for Andre Iguodala. Um, I, I don't know why they wouldn't keep him. I mean, he's a good player. I don't understand why they would decide to trade him away for draft picks. But um, if they're looking for draft picks, I mean, I'm sure they can find a team that would trade for him because he was just on the Golden State Warriors. I mean, why would you not want to have that kind of player on your team when Andre has been on the Golden State Warriors for what, at least two, three seasons now. So, I mean, he's been there for a while. He's been there every single time they've gone to the finals. Um, to have that kind of player that has that experience, I, I don't know why you would want to give him up. But Memphis, you do you, man. I'm just, uh, you know, uh, just keep on keeping on, and hopefully you guys can get back into the playoff hunt sometime in the future. Yeah, Dylan, my San Antonio Spurs have been like my capitals. Very quiet in the NBA free agency race. Uh, 
We just signed DeMar Carroll from Brooklyn. Uh, he's going to provide some versatility for our offense. So that's good news for them. We also brought back Rudy Gay. So we brought him back to San Antonio. But Spurs aren't expected to do a lot in free agency. We're going to probably stand pat and just give it another go in the upcoming season. But let's talk about teams that were very busy during the NBA free agency. So Oklahoma City Thunder. They're obviously got this news that they trade Paul George. And for Oklahoma City Thunder, Dylan, this franchise has been around for, what, 11 seasons? They're going into the 12th season now since they left Seattle. And Oklahoma City, they had James Harden. They traded him. They had Kevin Durant. He left 2016. You brought in Paul George. And after two seasons, he played one more season with you guys, three seasons now. He's now out the door. After his first saying... I want to stay in Oklahoma City, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is Your my leader. city, like blah, 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 you know. Russell Westbrook is the team now. Basically. but He is the team. He's the team now, but I'm trying to figure out, Oklahoma City, you go in the playoffs, but after that year, I think it was, what, 2011, 2012, when they made the finals the first time, and they lost the Heat, and then they traded Harden, and then a few years later, Kevin Durant left. The last three years, Dylan, Oklahoma City has made the playoffs but they've lost in the first round every time. And, you know, now you got Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook, he's 31. You know, he, they owe him a lot of money, $171 million for the next four years, Dylan. That's a lot of money for one player. And Oklahoma City is looking at themselves like, you know, we haven't had this era where we've been a mediocre team not making the playoffs. But we may have to consider it because we already lost two players that we kind of well, not Paul George. He They got something for him, and James Harden, but not Kevin Durant. So they don't want to let Russell Westbrook work around for nothing. So they're going to probably look at options as far as getting traded and see where they're going to get, who's going to take that contract. Yeah, at a certain point, you have to think, with Russell Westbrook and the skill he has, and because he's a good player. I mean, he, he is the best player that Oklahoma City has. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, you have to think, man, am I going to get a championship here? I'm actually really surprised Russell Westbrook hasn't looked at himself, looked at the team, and said, guess what? It's not me. It's you. I need to leave. I need to go somewhere to be a contender somewhere to actually get a ring. Because in Oklahoma City, you have no one there with you to get that ring. You have future draft picks, but you're wasting the potential of Russell Westbrook. And, uh, you know, he's... What, he was the... NBA MVP uh, last year, two years ago. I mean, he almost averaged a triple-double. I mean, oh, yeah. Jesus, like, get him somebody. Get him somebody there. And so if you keep losing these, these players, at a certain point you have to look at Russell Westbrook, too, and say, hmm, if I don't find somebody for Russell Westbrook to team up with and to have a chance of getting a championship here, here we might miss out on him. We might actually lose him in a trade or he might want to ask to be traded because if I were him, I'd be, I'd be very upset. And I, I don't blame you, Dylan. I totally agree because, you know, I'm like, does, does no one like Oklahoma City? I've never been there, so I'm not trying to hate Oklahoma. No, no, no. I know I'm from Texas, but I'm, I'm not like, I don't hate Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma, but I've never been to Oklahoma City. But I'm like, does, does the NBA players not like Oklahoma City? I don't know what's going on. Everyone that stays, they go there for a bit, and then they leave. They also had Oladipo for a while. They had Serge Ibaka there for a while. So Oklahoma City, like they had to look themselves in the mirror and be like, you know, Russell Westbrook getting older, he ain't getting younger, and 
we're going to have to start looking for assets that we can get to help our young team to stay new. Because the, like I told you, man, the West is stacked. Look at Utah. You look at San Antonio. You look at the Clippers, the Lakers. The Warriors are going to take a step back, but they're still going to be a playoff team. Yeah. Denver. I mean, Portland. The list goes on and on. So for the Western Conference, so Oklahoma City, they're going to have to have a tough decision to make for their future. Let's look at Toronto. Oh, Canada. So Toronto, they lost Kawhi Leonard now. So Toronto basically has Marc Gasol, Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and everybody else. So, oh, that's right. They also have uh, Siakam there, Pascal Siakam. So what's Toronto going to do? Because now they're taking a step back. The the East Dillon is clearly wide open now. It is. It's wide open. The it only is. team Boston. in the East right now that everyone's saying, of course, Boston, even though Boston did lose Al Horford and Kyrie Irving, they did bring in Kemba Walker. Yeah. So that will help them a lot. You can't discount Philadelphia, the Sixers, because they also have Al Horford now. They still got Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You still got Joel Embiid. Yep. And that's the question. Can Joel Embiid stay healthy? So I, I think the Sixers are going to be the favorites in the East. You still can't count Milwaukee out with Giannis. They got they kept Chris Middleton, so that's a big deal. But yeah, for Toronto, I just can't figure out where they're going to be in the pecking order now. Now that those three teams I mentioned are going to be ahead of them, they need a superstar. They, they need a player like Kawhi Leonard on that team to drive the team. And I can't think of anybody out there that's a free agent right now that could fill the shoes Kawhi Leonard left. I really can't. Like, I mean, do you expect Kyle Lowry to get back into that role? And be that player for the next few seasons? I don't. I don't see it happening. Kyle Lowry's getting older. I mean, he played really well in the finals. Don't get me wrong, he did. But Kawhi Leonard was the nucleus of that team. And once Kawhi Leonard left, I mean, that team does not look the same at all. Not only that, they lost Danny Green, who just signed with the Lakers. Yeah, which that's a huge move, too. The Lakers also signed JaVale McGee. Speaking of the Lakers, the Lakers, who are... A laughing stock, a circus this past season. Now they're looking pretty good, Dylan, with all the moves they've made. Don't look bad. You know, yeah, they ran Magic Johnson out of town, but LeBron, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee, Ray John Rondo, Boogie Cousins, they uh, are Danny Green now. The future is looking bright for the Lakers now as they're trying to get back that title chasing Lakers team. Although they were on shaky ground when they were first acquiring Anthony Davis because. They said, yeah, we'll give him the max contract. You know, it'll be great. Then realized they didn't have the money to give him a max contract yet. So they had to move some assets. So it's still dysfunctional there. I have a feeling if anybody can mess up that roster, it's going to be the Lakers. I mean, they're going to be the ones who are going to, you know, poop the bed because they can't do anything with these players that are on the court. Um, They can't manage their money. If they can't manage money, I don't know how well they can manage the players. Um, the only the only good thing about that team right now is the coach. I think that he's going to do a great job there. Um, Frank Vogel is is a very steady hand. I think that he can do some good things, especially when he he's was got in, Jason Kidd though breathing out his neck though. <laughs> he does, he does. Um, but I think Frank Vogel can do some good things to the Lakers. It just depends on how he meshes with LeBron. I mean, we've seen that in the past. That's where true. If if LeBron does not like the coach, uh, coach he, out the door. <laughs> he's out the door very quickly. Um, so will it be LeBron's show or will it be Frank's show? We've got to figure that one out too. And if it's Frank's show, I think they can do some pretty good things. Um, and if LeBron gets upset at all um, with Frank Vogel, then Frank's out the door the next day. All right, Dylan, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors 
as we just mentioned, they've lost a lot of players. So what do we expect? Is this going to be an end of an era kind of situation for Golden State? Do we think they're going to make it back to the finals for a sixth straight year? Or is this it for the Warriors? They're going to start going down the pecking order. Well, you've seen it. I mean, the past few seasons with Steph Curry especially, and, and Clay Thompson too, but Steph Curry especially, he's been getting injured quite a lot. He's He's been getting hampered by injury. Um, yeah, he looked tired during the NBA Finals. He yeah, really did. more and more often. And, and it's because they were putting a lot on his shoulders. But now at this point, you look at the roster, it's him and Klay Thompson. That's all it is, really, and Livingston. But him and Klay Thompson are the— Well, they also the, got D'Angelo Russell now. Well, so. yeah, I mean, but it's—come on. It's, it's, I know it's not the same, but it's still. It's Klay and Steph's show. Yeah. It is. So if Steph goes down with an injury, then Klay has to step up in that role. I, I don't see Klay— running that offense like I see Steph Curry running that offense. And and it's just, I don't know. It just, at a certain point, you have to think, is Steph Curry going to get hampered down by so much trying to carry that team on his shoulders? He can't pull a LeBron James. He can't carry a team the entire season and then through the entire playoffs. He, he can't. So, because he's had such a good, good supporting cast. Andre Iguodala. Um, Clay Thompson, you have um, Boogie Cousins. You have those players that are out there that were playing with him. Now they're gone. So what does he do? How does he react to the new roster? How does he react to his new Not role? Not only that, Clay Thompson, because he tore his ACL in the finals, he's, he's out for at least, at least eight months. Yeah, he's maybe out longer. For at least half the year. So Steph, or Steph, Steph, Steph Curry, excuse me, Steph's brother, Steph Curry's got to carry the load for. A big chunk of half the season. Yeah. So at least all-star break, most likely. So, so can he do that? That's the big question mark in my mind. Can he do that without the supporting cast he had last year or two years before? Or the past five years? He's had a really good supporting cast the past five years. Mm-hmm. So, I just, just don't depends. see it, Dylan. If he can't stay healthy, it's, it's going to be really tough for the Warriors. So I really do see the Warriors. The Warriors aren't going to be the top team in the NBA. No. They're going to be maybe four, fifth, six. Let's not forget about Houston either. Houston... They're going to make a push and knock their numbers out. So we shall see what happens with Golden State in the next NBA season. The L.A. Clippers, as we mentioned, they got Kawhi now. They got Paul George. Patrick Beverly's there. So the Clippers, Dylan, Doc Rivers, he's got a good stack of players to, to work with. And the Clippers, I know Doc Rivers, he likes to play defense. And we don't see that often in basketball, but in the NFL, what they say, defense wins championships. So now they're trying to do the same thing with the Clippers. Trying to. I mean, I think that Doc Rivers has the tools to do so. He has the tools to win in, in L.A. now. Um, I think that they can do some good things in Los Angeles. You know, it's going to be interesting to see the battle between Los Angeles with the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, it's going to be fun. Those are two I'm good I'm going to watch now. that game in the, whenever they play the NBA. I'm yeah. going to make sure I'll make some time to watch that game. Yeah, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really good rivalry, I think, setting up for next season. And maybe even a few more seasons. Maybe, maybe you know, more... Um, rivalry games between those two teams that actually matter um, because the past few seasons it hasn't mattered. It's it's been the Clippers show since LeBron got there. It was all Clippers because the, the Lakers were just awful. It was an awful yeah, roster. Yeah, the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in six years, so it's been a while. It's been bad. So um, I, I can already tell you this: they're going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> the Lakers yes. are going to make the playoffs, um, and you know we'll see how they do in the playoffs, but. Yeah, the NBA needs the Lakers because the Lakers, to me, are the villain. Everybody, like, you know, NFL's the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Or the New England Patriots. But 
in the NBA, it's the Lakers. Everyone hates the Lakers. Well, I mean, the last five years, I, I think you could probably say everyone hated the Warriors, too. Well, yes. If a team is successful for an elongated amount of time, the Patriots, the Yankees, the Warriors, the Lakers in the or 2000s, I mean, there are those teams out there that people love to root against because they hate seeing them be successful. And so, you know, I I think that the Warriors are no longer going to be the team that everyone's vying or gunning for. I don't think that's the team anymore. But the Lakers, I mean, eh, they might be coming into relevance. And it's LeBron James leading the charge with Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis. I mean, that's just a good roster. I I think they're going to do some good things next season. Um, They're going to be much better than they were last season. Yeah, Dylan. So let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets, who made the biggest move of the free agency Besides the Clippers, they brought in Kevin Durant, and they paid him a lot of money. A lot of money. $141 million. I think it was a four-year, five-year deal, somewhere around there. But they paid him a lot of money. Now, we know Kevin Durant's going to miss next season. He's not going to play. No. So they brought in Kyrie Irving. So the the Nets are making some big splash in the New York metropolitan area. So the Nets who haven't been very successful in quite a while. They made a few playoffs, but haven't really got past the first round. But now they got two All-Stars now. How far, Dylan, do you think the Brooklyn Nets can go? It depends. I mean, again, Kevin Durant's going to be gone for the entire season. He might show back up for the playoffs, but, I mean, it's kind of too early to tell right now. It just depends on where his rehab is and if it even matters for him to come back for the playoffs if they make the playoffs. Um I think that the Brooklyn Nets will still have a tough time until they get Kevin Durant on the floor. I don't think they're going to be as successful as people think they will be. I think that Kevin Durant needs to be on that team for them to actually be successful. Um, but who knows? Again, I mean, it's the NBA is very unpredictable. And with the with the Eastern Conference the way it is, I mean, who knows? Maybe Brooklyn, Brooklyn might be able to throw their hat in the ring and, and possibly win the conference title. But... Um, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think with Kevin Durant off the court, I don't think they can do it. Yeah, and they have DeAndre Jordan as well. But I think the Brooklyn will for sure make the playoffs because, like I said, the East is pretty weak right now. So with that roster, they should make it. But how far they're going to go? Like you mentioned, too early to tell right now. Let's talk about that other New York team. So we have Battle Los Angeles in free agency. Now we got Battle New York in the other side of free agency, and well, we got a clear loser in this one: the New York Knicks. They didn't get anybody. Yep. Nobody. They canceled a meeting with Kawhi Leonard because they were afraid they were going to lose out on other free agents. That was their excuse. And they lost out on Kawhi Leonard and all the other free agents they were looking at. Kevin Durant, they were saying, oh my gosh, Kevin Durant's going to be the second coming in, in the New York, in New York Knicks history. He will be our savior. And then Kevin Durant goes to Brooklyn. Well, actually, their savior was Zion Williamson, well, but the draft balls didn't go their way. Yeah, so they went to their second-best option, Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant did not go there. He decided to go to Brooklyn instead. He liked their bridge more. Um, <laughs> but he decided to go to Brooklyn instead. And Zion Williamson's over there in New Orleans. It just did not work out well for the Knicks. Stephen A. Smith is pissed. Oh, he was fired up. That, that's They're the like, only word I can They're like, all you use. got me was Julius Randle? That's yeah. all you got me? That's that's <laughs> not good for them. Um, don't expect them to make the playoffs next season because, uh, uh, no, no. 
It's not not a good team. No. And New York, I just even though they had Christophe Pozingas and they trade him because they were injured concern and they've been tanking for years, try to get one lucky pick and now they're getting set back for forever. And that's so sad for the New York Knicks because they play in the Mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden. And Spike League, man, I bless him, man, because I I do not I d I couldn't I couldn't do it, man. I'll be like if I was a Knicks fan, I'd be like, cancel my season tickets. I'm never going there ever again. Yeah. All this stuff with all this hope. False hope, man. That's all it was. Whole bunch of it. All right, Dylan. Let's talk about our beloved Orlando Magic as they were able to keep Nikola Vucic. So he's going to be staying. And we did have Mozgov, but we waved, waved him recently. Uh, Markel Fultz is getting healthy, so we'll see how he's going to contribute to the team next season. But, Dylan, the fact that we were able to keep our biggest star, Vucic, how do you think our odds are looking in the Eastern Conference for next year? I think it looks pretty good. I think I mean, if they play the way they played last season, and, I mean, they surprised Toronto in the first game of the first round. I mean, they won against Toronto in yeah, Toronto. We also, yeah, and we also recapped uh, Terrence Ross as well. So yeah. that's going to help the, the Magic. Alpha Rico Mino is going to stay as well. So I think the Magic keeping that core intact and keeping Vucic is means the Magic are going to, hey, we made the playoffs. Yeah, we didn't win the series against the Raptors, but we're focused on the future. And now we're going to continue to improve and get better, especially now that the East is weak. This is yeah, their chance. This is their chance. I mean, th- this season I think will be a um, a good measuring stick for the Orlando Magic because, I mean, they have nothing else to compare to, essentially. <laughs> there are not many teams they have to worry about in the Eastern Conference. So, um, I think, I mean, really in the Eastern Conference, you look at it, I think they're probably in the top seven, top eight teams in the Eastern Conference, which is a good thing. So as long as they play the way they played last year with a chip on their shoulder and and very physical, um, I think that Orlando will be just fine this season. And we'll probably see the second year in a row the Orlando Magic make the playoffs. And before that, the Orlando Magic hadn't made the playoffs in, what, like 10, 15 years it was a while, so it'll be good to see him go back to the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, I think it can happen. This is a good year for it. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, me and Dylan will get a chance to, if they make the playoffs next year. We'll get a chance to go to a Magic game. Yeah, and we'll get to interact with all those people. So let's head over to the NHL for some free agency news there, because there's been so much free agency things happening recently. The biggest news for except us, we're not free agents. We're not free agents. <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're good where we're at. Um, you know, the biggest news coming out of Nashville was we got our white whale. David Poyle decided to sign the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Duchesne. He came over to Nashville, took a seven-year contract for yeah, I think it was money. Eight, $8 million a year. So $56 million for the contract, which is great. A fantastic deal compared to what people were saying. People were speculating his contract was going to be – somewhere in the neighborhood of 9 to $9.5 million a year. Um, so we kind of got a little discount on Matt Duchesne, but the relationship was so strong between the city and between Matt Duchesne that it was very, very hard not to choose this city. Um, Matt, Well, wondered, I read somewhere he was thinking about going to Nashville for quite some time. He had been, yes. Yeah. So he was with the Colorado Avalanche at the very beginning. He actually almost got traded to Nashville then, but then we were in a three-way trade, it was Colorado, the Ottawa Senators, and Nashville. We had a three-way trade to where that's where we got Kyle Turris. And then last year when we were about to get into the playoffs, we were trying to find another center, 
And Matt Duchesne's name popped up, and we said we'll try it for him. And unfortunately, Columbus got him. Um, but then Columbus was out very, very quickly in the playoffs. So good thing is Matt Duchesne was a free agent, and he said, I'm not staying here in Columbus. I'm going somewhere else. There were some late reports um, on the 1st, on July 1st, speculating that he was going to Montreal instead of Nashville. Uh, but come to find out, it did get between Nashville and Montreal, but um, that passion was there for Nashville, and he decided to move his family um, down to the Music City, and uh, he'll be playing with Smashville next season, donning the gold on the ice of Bridgestone Arena, which will be fantastic to see. So finally, David Poyle got his white whale. Congratulations to him. We also said goodbye to Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons went to the New Jersey Devils. Also, P.K. Subban, which he was a, a major trade, and that was the main reason why we got Matt Duchesne because of the clearing up of cap space, essentially, um, since P.K. Subban was $9 million against the cap. Um, so he went to New York as well, New Jersey as well. So now Wayne Simmons and P.K. Subban are playing with the Devils up there in New Jersey. And Brian Boyle, as of right now, is still a free agent. I don't know if he's he has, he hasn't said anything about going anywhere yet. So we might bring him back. It doesn't sound like we're going to, which is sad. I wish we did keep Brian Boyle. I think he brought um, a really physical and veteran presence to the locker room. But oh well. Um, and then we also decided not to resign Cody McLeod. Cody McLeod's moving on. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it. So, as of right now, too, Rocco Grimaldi and Colton Sissons are going into arbitration with their with their contract negotiations. So, it usually doesn't get to that point. It usually happens between the team and the player well before an arbiter comes in and decides to hand out a contract. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, it'll get resolved in the next week or so. Yeah, Dylan, uh, my Washington Capitals, as I mentioned earlier, in the beginning of the show, we've been very quiet. As I said, a major signing was Richard Panik. We gave him a four-year contract. We uh, had a lot of minor league deals where some of our players in the AHL get signed a four-way or two-way, four-way, four-year contracts, and also two-way contracts. And then um, right now, our free agents, uh, we lost Brent Connolly. He just signed with the Florida Panthers. And Brooks Orpik, he retired. Devontae Smith-Pelly is still a free agent, so we, it's possible we can bring him back. Nathan Walker, the Australian, he's signed with the 2019 Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. Mm. And Jacob Ryan, he's our one of our big priorities that we're trying to re-sign right now. Trying to work out the terms along with Christian Juice and Chandler Stevenson. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, Caps keeping themselves busy in free agency. And the other big move we saw, Dylan, was the Florida Panthers bringing in Sergey Brobowski, Big Bob, he's coming down to South Florida. Yes, he is. Uh, that's a huge move for the Panthers. Uh, Bobrovsky's going to be a really steady hand and goal. Um, we'll talk about Robert Luongo and just a little bit, Roberto Luongo in just a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, Bobrovsky's going to be the starting goaltender there in, in Florida, which is fantastic for that fan base. Um, hopefully the tickets don't go up anymore because I'm going to see the National Predators down there when they come. Um, and that's usually the place to get the best seats and best uh, price for tickets. But anyway, so that's huge news for the Florida Panthers, like I said. Um, it was going to be a package deal with him and Artemi Panarin at first, um, but they decided not to. They decided to go separate ways. Artemi Panarin actually signed with the Rangers, which was a last-minute deal. It turned out it was supposed to be the Islanders at first. 
Um, New York Islanders were going to be sweeping, uh, swooping him up. But then New York came in and said, hey, we'll offer you this. And he said, okay. So he went to the Rangers, <laughs> which is crazy. But congratulations for him. Big contracts around for everybody. Um, we also had Corey Perry. He went over to the Dallas Stars. So did um, Joe, Pavel- Joe Pavelski did as yeah, well. He was the San Jose well. Sharks. So that's a huge <clears throat> signing by them. Jason Spezza, he went to Toronto. Yep. And Patrick Marlowe, didn't he, he got traded to Carolina, right? He got traded to Carolina, but yeah. But they're trying to do a buyout. I think they were going to do a buyout, and he was going to try mm-hmm. to go back with the San Jose Sharks. That's mm-hmm. what I heard last. But And then Luke Shen, he signed with Tampa Bay Lightning. So that was a big deal. Anton Stroman, another former Tampa Bay Lightning player, he's going south to, to South Panthers, Florida with yep. the Panthers. And uh, Phil Kessel, he got traded. To the Coyotes. To the Coyotes. All right. So that's a very interesting move. But Rick Tockett was a former coach, assistant coach, for the Penguins. So Which is understandable. That move does make sense. Matt Zuccarello, he signed the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Valtteri Filippola, he's back in Detroit. And let's see, any other moves? Oh, that's right. Uh, Marcus Johansson, he just signed with the Buffalo Sabres. So, yeah, the NHL franchise has been a little more quieter than, of course, the NBA. But uh, some interesting moves going on, Dylan, in that league. And we'll see what happens. Oh, that's right. I also forgot the former Capitals goalie, Simeon Varlamov. He just signed with the New York Islanders. He's going to be back with Coach Trotz up there. So that's going to be an interesting move as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And Ryan Dezingle is still available, too. There are still some, some big free agents that are still out there. Um, just waiting for a phone call, I guess. So, and that cap hit for Matt Duchesne's seven-year contract, fifty-six million dollars. Yep, fifty-six million dollars, eight million per year. Um, and the cap also went up for each team. The salary went up to each team. I believe it's eighty-one, uh, eighty-one million dollars, eighty-two million dollars. So, some wiggle room for teams there, and that kind of freed up some space for uh, teams to sign some free agents. So, Nashville, I believe, right now has. Five to six million dollars in salary cap space, so they could sign somebody else. Or I know they're working on the Roman Yossi contract right now too. They don't want they want to extend him this summer before next summer hits when he becomes a free agent. Um, so we'll see what happens with Roman Yossi's contract and Rocco Grimaldi and Colton Sissons. We'll see what happens with them too. So huge news in free agency. Um, it was all the news broke for pretty much all these free agents. Like the first day. The first day, um, or even before the first day, before it even opened up for free agency. So we kind of knew where everybody was going before this, um, but it was still a pretty pretty crazy free agency, um, if I do say so myself. So the schedule came out as well. Uh, what are some big games that you were seeing on your schedule that you were looking forward to the most, JT? Well, my Washington Capitals, they will be playing Tampa Bay Lightning on December 14th. So that's going to be very, very exciting plan to make a trip down there but uh speaking of the lightning yeah dylan the lightning have very very competitive games they're, they're gonna be playing your preds on january and 29th there you go on june 2020 so uh they'll be playing the penguins on february 2nd i wonder if that's the date of super bowl i'm pretty sure it is for next season and then of course the lightning are going to be playing the chicago blackhawks in march March 2020 and March 14th, 2020. So, and then they play the, the Maple Leafs on the 31st of March. So, I think a pretty busy schedule. We're going to have a lot of big games in the NHL. Uh, 
the Winter Classic is Nashville's playing Dallas, right, for the Winter Classic this upcoming year, twenty twenty. Yeah, Nashville's playing Dallas January first in Dallas. So that'd be really cool. Oh, it's in Dallas. Okay, it's, it's in Dallas. Yeah, so that's gonna be a really good game. Um, good games. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to the return of PK Subban in Nashville against the of Devils, course. December seventh. That's a Saturday. And then also on Tuesday, March 24th, the day before my birthday, we're playing up against the Winnipeg Jets. That will be only a few weeks away from the Stanley Cup playoffs. And as recent history has suggested, that will probably be um, a contest for the Central Division crown because that usually ends up that way. So we'll see what happens with Winnipeg. Um, But it sounds like, you know, it's... The Central Division, in my case, has gotten much stronger, much more physical. So we'll see what happens with these teams. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, also notable games in the NHL. We got, we're doing the international games again. So the Global Series in Europe, the Chicago Blackhawks and the Philadelphia Flyers will open the season on October 4th. In uh, Prague, Czech Republic, the Buffalo Sabres and Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be the Ericsson Globe in Stockholm, Sweden. That's going to be November 8th and 9th. We have the 5th Heritage Classic in Canada between the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets. That's been October 26th. You mentioned, of course, the Winter Classic on January 1st between the Dallas Stars and the National Predators. And then we had the same series on February 15, 2020. That will be at the U.S. Air Force Academy between in Colorado Springs for the L.A. Kings and the Colorado Avalanche. And, of course, the 2020 NHL All-Star Game will be St. Louis, Missouri, the home of the Stanley Cup champion. St. Louis Blues. So we got to congrats those guys. Yeah. Congratulations. So uh, let's talk about the NHL franchise that will be expanding. It's the Seattle team that will be coming into the fold. They have no name. They have no name yet, um, but they will be getting a name very, very shortly. Um, But they have a new AHL team that will be based in Palm Springs, California. No name for that team either, but we should be finding out soon. Yeah. What I read on that article was. They're looking to pass the stadium ordinance thing for an arena down there towards the fall, and then they're going to start building it. It's going to be done around the same time when the Seattle franchise is supposed to launch, which is, I believe, October 2021 is when they're supposed to start. So a lot of big news there in Seattle. I know it's a couple years, but hey, I look forward to seeing them in the league and seeing what they do and seeing they're going to match Vegas and go yeah. to the Stanley Cup final. And the expansion draft. But it'll be fun, especially for Vancouver. They'll have a nice rivalry up there in the Pacific Northwest. So that'll be a lot of fun. Now, Dylan, let's talk about Roberto Luongo. Just announced retirement in the past few weeks. I think he, he played, what, 19 seasons, right? Yeah, I think long so. long time. I think so. A long time in Florida. Yeah, he started off in Florida. Then he went to Vancouver. Got him to a Stanley Cup final where they lost to Boston, but he, they love him in Vancouver. He's he they love him up there. So then he goes back to Florida, and I think a lot of people will, they will connect him with in Florida when he was with the Panthers the second time around was when after the shootings happened at Parkland High School, and he was very mm-hmm. emotional, talked about the speech about how it affects his community. He he cares about it. He's very involved yeah, in his is. community. So I think a lot of the Florida Panthers fans can remember from that, but no question about it, he's for sure going to probably go in the Hall of Fame oh, yeah, at some for point sure. for in his sure. career. With everything he's done for the league and the, the two franchises he's been involved with, great guy. I never met him, but everything I heard from a lot of people that know him personally, he's a very fun, interactive uh, player to talk to. Yeah, so congratulations to his retirement. Now let's move on into some NFL news. It's kind of like in the hibernation months because nothing's really going yes, on. Yes, but we are in July. We are. And you know what that means, Dylan? We're getting closer to 
to training camp starting for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we start training camp on July 22nd, so a couple weeks away. Yep. Uh, that's when the quarterbacks and the rookies start reporting. Uh, the veterans come in on July 25th. There are first practices on July 26th, where we'll be at St. Thomas Sports Park in Nashville. Yeah. I'm not sure you know where that is. But I, I do. Okay. I do. Yep. I've been there several times. So, uh, huge offseason for the Titans. Delaney Walker's coming back soon, too. So, that'll be great to see him back on the field. Um, he has been working out with the team in um, OTAs before uh, training camp. So, he's looking pretty good so far. Um, but big news that came out of the NFL, the biggest news coming out of the NFL recently, was that Ezekiel Elliott, That's right. um, he got a slap on the wrist for his little altercation he had at a concert in Vegas not too long ago where he pushed a security officer and the officer fell to the ground. It was a security person for a concert or something. Um, but Roger Goodell had a meeting with him, and after the meeting, Ezekiel Elliott came out on his social media, apologized. The NFL released a statement saying he is not being suspended, nothing. It's just a slap on the wrist, essentially. Um, just don't let it happen again. Uh, we just re we went over the player conduct rules and things of that nature, the policy, whatever. Um, so he's not getting hurt for that, which is good. I, I think that is the best case scenario for Ezekiel Elliott, and I think that's what should have happened in this case anyway. Um, so hopefully moving forward, cases like that, hopefully Roger Goodell takes a, a little bit longer just to kind of look over everything and make a sound judgment like he did in this one. Yeah, Dylan. So the NFL, it's picking up heat. But what's also picking up heat, Dylan, is college football. We are eight Saturdays. Today's Saturday. We eight are weeks eight away. Yeah. weeks away from kickoff for college football. Of course, me and Dylan, big college football fans. My Texas Longhorns are looking good. Getting ready for their opening year in September. So that's going to be very exciting. Dylan, how are things looking at Tennessee right now? I've really been paying, Rocky Top. I haven't been paying attention that much. I haven't really been talking to my insiders recently. Um, I usually start talking to them. We have when, to get your insiders on the show, man. <laughs> we have to. We have to. I start, talk, start talking to them usually closer to um, season start. So probably beginning of August, I'll have some more for some more, more news about the Tennessee Volunteers. But the UCF Knights, my new team, the 2017 National Champions, 2017, 2018, 2018. It was 2017. At least that's what the sign said when we went to go to the Apollos game. It said yeah. 2017 National Champions. National Champs. Uh, we are the National Champs. So I'll be rooting for them this season as well. Hopefully go to a few games because, I mean, hopefully I'll get free tickets being a student. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully we'll go to a few games and enjoy those. But um, looking for UCF this season too. So I have two teams to follow this year in college football, which will be fun. And last but not least, uh, the XFL. The summer showcase begins for the XFL cities very, very soon. Well, it started already. So right now they're looking at players to recruit for their teams. So everyone's talking about, of course, Johnny Manziel, but we don't know what that's going to happen just yet. And then that's what all these showcases are, are for right now, recruiting talent in those cities, see what players they can sign the contracts. And there's no news on the XFL yet. They haven't announced what their team names are going to be and all that stuff. We know the coaches. We know that. But nothing like team names or jerseys, what they're going to wear that kind of stuff. We'll probably get that closer in the fall as the NFL season's going on and they get ready for their launch, which is about, what, six months from now? It's February, right? The week after Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, so we'll see. Also, one more piece of news in in football before we get going um, for the next segment. The Orlando Predators, guess what? They still suck. Um, They (laughs) lost 
most recently to the Jacksonville Sharks by a score of 70-7-0 to 36. Yes, and for Jacksonville, that was their 10th straight win. They're the best team in the league right now. Well, killing still, everybody. Yeah, they're killing but everybody. But yes, the Predators were looking awful. We keep we're getting killed. We're 2 and 9, man. We're awful. Terrible. We're so bad. But I guess they're going to have to have a shakeup in the front office with the players, with coaches, everything next season because obviously the Orlando Predators do not have it going on um, and they look like a, a brand new team, uh, which they are kind of, but still a resurrection. They should have some sort of talent. I mean, on the field, but I guess they don't. Um, but now it's time for JT's favorite segment of the week. It's the football recap of the week. The microphone's all yours. Thanks, Dylan. As always, out of balance, we're here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. So let's start with, of course, the 2019 FIFA Women's World Cup. We have the final tomorrow between the U.S. Women's National Team and the Netherlands. Now, the Netherlands, they are the European champions for the women in 2017. And they've gone undefeated in this tournament. They have not lost a game. So they've been very impressive. Been the best team out of their group. And cruising through the bracket beating Sweden in their last game to get there. The U.S. Women's National Team, we were cruising our group. We didn't give up a goal. We scored like uh, 18 goals. And we didn't give up a goal in the group stage. But we got the harder side of the bracket. And we struggled. You know, yes, we won the games. But the U.S. women's team didn't look pretty in all the games. But, hey, a win's a win. You got to do what you got to do. So, Spain, they beat them 2-1, thanks to Megan Rapinoe. We beat France, the host nation, beat them 2-1 easily. And in our last game against England, really, really tough game against the English, going back and forth. But we were up 2-1, and then Nair made that big save on the penalty kick to keep us that lead, and now we're in the final. So the U.S. Women's National Team, Megan Rapinoe did not play in the last game because of a hamstring injury, but she's assured everybody she's going to play tomorrow. And the U.S. Women, they're the clear favorites, Dylan. They're going to get everything they got to win that four-star, fourth World Cup for the women, and I think they're going to do it. I'm going to go watch the game tomorrow with Miriam, so it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, go, go, USA. All right, so we've got the 2019 Gold Cup. The men, they've been cruising through their tournament as well, and now they'll get their big test against Mexico. That'll be tomorrow night at 9 o'clock against Mexico. Mexico are the favorites, so we'll see, Dylan, if they can get through. To me, Dylan, the Gold Cup does not matter for the U.S. men. I watched our last game against Jamaica, and they were in Nashville. The stadium was like half full. I'm like, really? And that's not good for the World Cup and that's the, either. And that's the men, not the women. I, yeah, I know they would sell it yeah. out. So we'll see what the men can do if they can get an upset. But I'm not worried about the Gold Cup, Dylan. What I'm worried about is World Cup qualification. Yes. <laughs> Get we us did, to Qatar. We need to qualify this year. <laughs> so Please. For 2022 World Cup. So yep. we'll see if the men can do it. But, hey, we beat Mexico. Hey, that's a plus. Let's talk about Orlando City. Orlando City, they lost their last game 3-1 uh, to one against the Philadelphia Union. They will play the Philadelphia Union tonight in Philadelphia. Orlando City uh, is a few points behind in the Eastern Conference for that playoff spot. But we'll see if the Orlando, Pride, Orlando City excuse me, can get on a run. The Orlando Pride, they lost their last game against the Chicago Red Stars. And they will play the Washington Spirit later tonight. We got our players back. Marta is coming back from the World Cup and some of our other players. So we'll see if the Orlando Pride can get some momentum, get them going, get us back into that playoff hunt for the NWSL. All right, Dylan, let's talk some soccer news. So soccer news, we got the Copa America going on. 
The third place game just finished up. Argentina beat Chile, but Messi got sent off for the red card. So they had to play with 10 men the rest of the game, but they held on for that 2-1 third place victory in the Copa America. The Copa America final is tomorrow between Brazil and Peru. So that's going to be a big game tomorrow. I'll probably watch that as well. Uh, FIFA announced yesterday that they're looking to expand the Women's World Cup. I'm like, you all just did this for the 2018 World Cup. Now you want to expand? Well, they did the Men's World Cup. They're going to have 2018, but that's in 2026. Excuse me. And then for the women, they're looking at going to 32 teams, doubling the revenue, and uh, getting more exposure for the women's game and getting in the grassroots. So we'll see if FIFA can do it. They've done it for the men, but you got to step your game up and do it for the women. Let's go, guys. Um, so the NWSL just announced yesterday as well that they signed a deal with ESPN. So they were on Yahoo Sports. Now that league has been on a lot of television this past year, but now they got a TV deal. They're going to be on ESPN for the rest of this season, and ESPN is interested in doing a long-term deal with that league. So we'll see what happens with that. I know I normally have a subject for game to watch, but come on, guys. There's only one game you need to watch, and that's a U.S. woman tomorrow, 11 o'clock Eastern time. Wherever you are, your iPad, your phone, your TV, watch the ladies get their fourth World Cup title. And then we're going to have a victory parade. And then I'll go see him in Orlando in a couple months. Go, go, USA. And that will conclude my football recap of the week. Let's talk about some miscellaneous news. The Big East announced that UConn will return in all sports except for football. Uh, UConn football will leave the American Conference and go independent. That is huge news for college for college football. So um, let's see if UConn can do some good things in the independent uh, conference. Trust me, UCF ain't missing their football team. No, they're The not. basketball team, that's different. But the football team, no. They were no, terrible. That's fine. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays are looking to become a two-city team between Tampa and Montreal. They, this story broke a few weeks, few weeks ago, ago yep. uh, with ESPN saying they're looking at splitting the season to where in the – uh, colder months or in the hotter months, they'd be up there in Montreal and the cooler months or something like that. Anyway, they're looking at going to, between Montreal and Tampa. It's not going to happen. They're trying to force Tampa's hand. Oh, we know. And we know. the whole contract with their stadium and things of that nature. They want to get a new stadium. That's all they're wanting to do. And they're wanting to move into Tampa instead of being out in St. Pete where there's only one road to get in and one road to get out. <laughs> Dylan, St. Pete, I've been there. St. Pete, it's just hard to get in and out. It's awful. No pun intended, in and out burger. But I'm just saying it is. that it's it's really difficult. I watched the highlight for their game because they were playing the Yankees this weekend. And the stadium, it's like the lower level. That's all you see that's full. The upper decks, it's empty. Totally mm-hmm. empty. And the players, they don't want to play there. They want a nice stadium. So I agree with you, Dylan. They're trying to force their hand to Tampa Bay to get, build a stadium. Tampa Bay's not budging. And I'm like, look, if you're not happy in Tampa Bay, I know I know people in Orlando are talking about, oh, let's bring them to Orlando. But Orlando, I'm like, where are we going to build a stadium? Because we got to find somewhere downtown to, to build it. Yeah. Now, Micah told me at work the other day, well, there is a, oh, some lot, an empty lot across from the Amway Center. So they could maybe find a space to build it out. Possibly. There. But that's the other problem. Money, excuse me, the mayor, Buddy Dyer, has to decide if he wants to put money to make that happen. And last tweet I saw from Buddy Dyer a few weeks ago, he said, we're happy with the teams in Orlando. We want to help the teams that are actually here. That's what he said. Well, So we'll see. It It looks more likely if Tampa doesn't budge, they're going to Montreal. And look, if I'm Montreal, I mean, I know people are like, oh, he lost the team. Look, it's not the fault that the Expos left and went to Washington. Montreal just didn't have the money 
to remodel that stadium. They, and they, they had the, the worst attendance of everyone for like seven straight seasons. Yeah, they did. The last seven seasons team, they were there. Yeah, but the team wasn't that good either. So that no, doesn't help. That doesn't help at all. And Tampa is having the same problem. They, they haven't been winning. No one's been going to their games. Jeez. And that's America, man. It's what we do. We want to see winners, not losers. We like success, but if you're too successful, we'll yell at you. And we'll say, no, I don't like that team anymore. Like the Boston uh, Boston Bruins, like the, the, you know, everybody. Speaking of winners... Joey Chestnut. He's a winner. <laughs> he just won his 12th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest with 71 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's incredible. Which is seven 69 hot more hot dogs than I ate on Thursday. Yeah, that's seven hot dogs a minute. He was eating at a pace earlier in the, at about five minutes in, he was eating at a pace of nine hot dogs a minute. Absolutely insane. Um, Joey Chestnut keeps, keeps pounding them. Uh, I don't know... At what point do you think that his stomach's going to catch up to him? Because, uh, you know, he keeps shoving hot dogs into his stomach every single year on July 4th and winning this contest. I mean, at a certain point, his stomach's got to say enough is enough, right? You would think so. And then also, Mickey Soto, she also repeated, she won the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest for the women, getting 31 hot dogs. But I read somewhere that was like 10 lower than what she her personal record was, wow. which is 41. But, hey, they both repeat as champs. And I watched ESPN one day when they, they – you know, they had ESPN at Sports Science. Yeah, yeah. And they broke down how these people eat hot dogs. It's incredible. Food. I could, their stomach is literally expanding. Yeah. <laughs> while yeah. they're eating all those hot dogs. Yep. I was like, wow. I was like – but I reflected my stomach, so I went to work because I went to the guy break room. And I, I kid you not, Dylan – they're, they're eating hot dogs while watching the hot dog eating contest at the same time. It's American. That's what you got to do on 4th of July. It's, that's Watch us stuff our face with hot dogs. Exactly. Now let's move on to winners and losers. JT, I'll start with you first. Well, my winner this week, Dylan, is the American Athletic Conference. That is the same conference that UCF Knights are in. But I know people are talking about, oh, what they're going to do with UConn leaving. The American Athletic Conference is fine, guys. They don't need UConn. Not for football anyways. So that the football team after this year, 2019, they'll be gone. They're going to go independent. So they'll be fine. And the athletic conference, Dylan, will have leverage. They can talk to BYU. They can talk to uh, uh, Army. They can talk to Air Force. They, they're going to be – they're one of the premier conferences that's outside of the, 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 the big conferences that gets the most money. Mm-hmm. So they can recruit those smaller schools or any of them from the Sun Belt, the Conference USA – and independence to come cross over. So they'll be fine. So they're my winner this week. The loser this week is the guy who misspelled Slatan Ibrahimovic's jersey. So two nights ago, or it was the last night, Ibrahimovic played a game, but they misspelled his jersey. They forgot the B. So they instead of Ibrahimovic, it was Ibrahimovic. Erba. Ibrahimovic. I'm like, really? Weird. Really? So... They misspelled it, but it didn't matter. He got two goals anyways, and the Galaxy won their game. So Good. that's my loser this week. Dylan, who are your winners and losers this week? Winner this week is David Poyle for getting his white whale when it came to Matt Duchesne. Finally, congratulations, uh, David. Hopefully it works out for the team in the long run. And then our loser this week, it's going to be Stephen A. Smith because he has nobody there. <laughs> he's so lonely up there in New York. He's miserable now. I don't think he's going to go to any games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I saw on Twitter, though, that someone created him on EA Sports, like NBA Live. I or saw that. I saw that. NBA that was 2K. Great. 
The Knicks signed into a 10-day contract. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm that's, like, man, see, man, he got some moves. They should really sign him. Yeah, sign him, they man. Really Come should. on, sign him. <laughs> All right, now it's time for final thoughts. Well, Dylan, my final thought is just uh, wishing you best of luck with the Emerging Leaders Program. Thank you, sir. Not sure when we get to do a show next, but we'll figure that out we'll figure eventually. It out. It's fine. But like I mentioned, Out of Balance is not going anywhere. We're here to stay and expect to hear more great content coming up for our show in the future. And this is a work in progress, guys. We appreciate the patience, but we're going to have more exciting things coming up, especially when we get close to the football season. Uh, I'm doing sports casting, so I'm going to have some playing, some play-by-play experience up at the school up there. But I'm also going to do some side projects that you'll probably see on our website. And we'll, me and Dylan will probably take turns doing uh, the mod thing on posting stuff. So at least it looks like our content is frequent. Instead yeah, of like yeah, yeah. every other month or so. So yeah. we got some things happening. We'll work on that. But outside of that, yes, Dylan, I wish the best of luck. Hope all goes well. And I hope after your eight weeks is done, they keep you. Not saying that I don't want you back at DVC. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I would love you to come back, but I want you to stay there because that makes you happy, and you're going to make big things happen at Fantasyland over at Magic Kingdom. So Thanks, best man. of luck. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So my final thought goes out to um, everyone out there. Thanks for listening so much to the show once again. We always do this for you. Um, happy 4th of July weekend. Miracle. I guess, I guess you can say this whole weekend is a celebration. So enjoy it out there. Be safe out there. Um, but thanks for listening to the show. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter. It's OOB podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at abounds. Dylan James. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, TuneIn radio, um, everywhere We're we're everywhere. Just type in our name and you will find it at abounds. Dylan James. You can also, follow- yes. If you have an Alexa, yeah, you can ask Alexa, Alexa, excuse me, not Alexa, to play, play the show Out of Bounds podcast with Dylan James. Yeah, on iHeartRadio, yeah. it will actually play our latest episode. Yep. So you so just check it that. out there. Check it out on Echo Dot on um, the yeah, you know, yeah, anything Alexa. Look us up. Anyway, so um, when. If you want to reach out to me, it's Dylan at Out of Bounds Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram, Dylan James underscore FL. And you can find me on Twitter, Dylan underscore James. JT, what are your social media handles? You guys can follow me on Twitter. I'm at JTSocka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can follow me on Instagram. That's at JTSocka Sports. And you can email me. It's JT at Out of Bounds Podcast.com. Well, that's the end of the show, folks. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you guys next time.